Welcome to the Surrounded by Valor podcast. My name is Mary. The definition of valor is courage in the face of danger. I try to surround myself with people who embody valor because they help me become better and hopefully you too. My intention with this podcast is to share thoughts, stories, and conversations that will inspire, educate, and enlighten all of us. Stories of regular people like you and me who've had extraordinary experiences. As the saying goes, nobody rides for free. So grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and thanks so much for joining us. Hello. I am so sorry that it's been such a long time. We did not stop the podcast. I have some awesome news that I can't tell you. And isn't that the most annoying thing? Vague posting or dropping hints. What I can say is thank you so much for listening. And because of you, I've gotten some help with a situation that we have discussed on this podcast before. It's surrounding my dad. So I will be able to tell you that, but not now but I'm very excited. So thank you. Thank you for listening. It's been a great month or two. I think it's been a month. I got to race down in Galveston, a 70.3, my first one in a couple of years. It went awesome. I had no problem with my injury. When I got to the run, I employed a bike or a bike, <laughs> a walk run strategy that worked really well. I really got through a huge mental block with that injury that has not hurt me in a year. I do have a a race report up on mary-eggers.com, which is my blog. So if you want to read all about it, head on over there. In a couple of weeks, I'm heading to Chattanooga 70.3. I'm doing the full Ironman there in September, and I'm super excited to be traveling with my friends. It's like a girls weekend. And um, check it out. I've heard so many good things about that course and that town. And that's one of the things I love about racing is that you can go see places that you would normally maybe not go to. I know I could just go travel there, but I probably wouldn't think to. So the ability to compete with people from all over the world, different places in the country is just so awesome to me. So um, hopefully I'll be able to tell you about that soon. We've got some great interviews coming up. I finally figured out how to interview remotely. I have a whole bunch of friends in Buffalo that I really want to share their stories Oh, so inspiring. So we'll be doing that shortly. And um, and around here, race season is getting started. But as you know, this podcast is not just about triathlon, although it leans heavily in that, in that way. It is about giving nurses a voice. Um, if you are one of my former students, um, I would love to have you on and talk to you about what's going on right now, especially if you're at one of our local hospitals who is forming a union. Um it's so cool. Two of my former students are heading up that union. And they didn't they weren't students together. They were students of mine at two separate schools at two different times. And it's the two two of the people who I just knew would be change makers in the nursing field. I think it's a really while awful time in the nursing field. I think it's an amazing time in the nursing field because nurses realize their power, especially after what we've been through um, in the pandemic. And I'm excited because I just love watching their passion for our, for our profession and, and what they're so willing to do and put themselves out there. 
So if you're one of my former students and you'd be willing to come on and talk about really anything regarding nursing, I would love to have you. Please reach out, maryeggers at gmail.com, or you can message me on the social channels. But I am going to divert back to triathlon for a bit here because I wanted to share with you just a couple of stories. My dad was really involved in my sister's and my athletic endeavors. And uh, he wasn't an athlete. He was a, a recreational tennis player. But what he was really good at was observing people. And like he would come to my swim meets or even my cheer- cheerleading competitions, which is we'll talk about that another day. And my sister's tennis matches and things like that. And he would kind of be able to say like he he watched me wa- uh, swim the 500. That was my main event. And, you know, bought himself a stopwatch. And he was the kind of guy who was like he wasn't you know, oh, you slowed down on the fourth 100. He'd be like, isn't this interesting? Your flip turn took you this long. And then your next 25 was this. And that might be where you could tighten things up. So he had a very unique style of motivation that wasn't domineering, but more teaching and and observing and, and being very philosophical about it. We used to joke around that, you know, he wanted, he said if he could do anything, he'd open a philosophy store. (laughs) So that's kind of the theme that he came at everything with. About two, uh, when he was for, I don't know if it was two years ago, maybe a year and a half, when we were in the hospital one day, he's like, you're going to do a 10th Ironman? And I was like, listen, we're in the middle of a disaster here. Like, (laughs) I don't think so. I don't know. You know, in my 26 year career, I've done nine of them. So I haven't overdone the Ironman. Um, I did do two in one year once. And, you know, it's just not my, you know, some people are very good at back to backing that distance. I wasn't. I'm more of a half Ironman um, and Olympic distance type of athlete. But my last Ironman in 2000, was it 18, was kind of a disaster. (laughs) In my Ironman career, I've gone under 11 hours, I've qualified for Kona. I have DNF'd and I've gone, you know, I think my last Ironman was 15 hours and something. It was just a really rough day, a lot of GI issues. And um, at at the same time, while it was an absolute disaster of a day, it was an amazing finish line and it's one of my proudest Ironmans. But that's another story for another day. So we're in the hospital and he's like, are you going to do number 10? And I was like, that's so far from what we need to be thinking about right now. But in his true style, I think that it was his way of trying to get me to move forward. And um, he had apparently been looking, he he would look at courses, you know, and be like, you should do this one, you should do this one. And, and he was looking at the Ironman Chattanooga course. Ironman Chattanooga has a, you know, typical Ironman is a 112-mile bike, two and a half, two, uh, 2.4 mile swim, 112 mile bike, 26.2 mile run. Ironman Chattanooga has this unique 116-mile bike, so it's technically the longest one in the world. He goes, I was looking at this course. This would be great for you. It's got hills, you know. I just think this would be the good one, a good one for you. And I was like, okay, Dad. And then so I, I signed up, and I was supposed to do it in 2022. And um, whenever I'd be racing, sorry, I had to pause for a second. It's funny how you can talk about things, and it instantly brings you to tears when you – don't intend it to. But anyway. Okay. So whenever I'd be racing, um, you know, you can follow the race online and he loved doing that. He'd kind of sit in his chair and track all day long and, um, you know, and when you're out there racing, like I'd know that he was watching and that was a great comfort. So 
it was neat because he didn't have to be at the race, but he was there, you know. So I told him, I said, if I signed up, fine. And then he goes, oh, next year I'm going to be home and I'm going to be watching. Um, I wasn't able to compete in it last year because of the injury that I did have. Um, but in the spirit of finishing what I started, I did sign up for 2023. And um, going with a bunch of friends... Um, my husband and son are going to stay home for this one, but I've got a great support team and I have a feeling it'll be pretty emotional, but, um, really looking forward to that. But that's how like number 10 came about. Hopefully it comes about. So, um, I'm really going to miss that, uh, post Ironman phone call (laughs) that we would have and kind of going through the race at the same time, realizing how absolutely lucky I was to have that at all. Uh, Much less till, you know, I'm 49 years old. How lucky is that? So um, yeah, that's kind of the story behind that. I was running with a couple of friends this morning. And one of the things, you know, you get to talking about life and things when you're on those long runs. And we all kind of laughed that, man, (laughs) families and life can just be complicated and emotional. And it's neat how we all can all come from such different backgrounds and come to a place where we share things in common, like swimming, biking, running, or like something maybe that you like to do. But those people are gold to have in your life. Um, and that's why the people I'm traveling with, Chattanooga, are just gold. Or my family is gold to me. I mean, my family shares all this craziness. Um, and, and it's fun to be able to support each other in these endeavors and I hope that you find an endeavor. It does not have to be a triathlon. It, maybe it is, or maybe you're considering doing a 5K or something that, you know, think of something that seems just totally outlandish to you and that you'd almost be worried about telling someone because you think they would laugh at you. I think that's the kind of goal you should go after in your life, whether it's athletic, whether it's a degree, whether it is... I don't know, renovating a house or something like that. Think big. Think outlandish. I love, I forgot the book I was reading. Oh, I can't remember. It'll come to me. But, you know, don't pick goals. It might have been Do Hard Things by Steve Magnus. Try not to pick goals that are like certain, you know, like it's okay if it has a probability, a high probability of failure because it's not necessarily the achievement of that goal it's the process. It's the journey. It are all, it's all the miles. Maybe it's theoretical miles or physical miles that you travel and the people that you get to travel with um, that make those finish lines, whatever they are, so very, very rich and so very, very meaningful. And the other thing to consider, I think, is in, you, in pursuing your own goals, how can you help others pursue theirs? When we make it about us only, that's when things get very narrow and they lose a lot of meaning, in my opinion. But when we can stand on the shoulders of giants, when we can try together, it just makes life so much sweeter. So just some thoughts to ponder. Um, I do have a new book recommendation for you to close out with. Um, There is an author named George Mumford. And he authored a book called The Mindful Athlete. He has another book coming out this week called Unlocked. 
And this Mr. Mumford is 71 years old. He um, was a mindfulness mentor to Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan. And I've just absolutely fallen in love with his book and his teachings. And, you know, when you think of some of these mindfulness folks, they, they come from interesting backgrounds. But I think what drew me to him was that he came from a background of struggle. He struggled with alcoholism, drug addiction. And not only did he make it out, but he made it his life's work to, you know, help others. And I found it to be a very insightful book. Something I've read a lot of books on, you know, great performance and things like that. And this might might be really the best one I've ever read. It really resonates with me. So it's called The Mindful Athlete. It's by George Mumford. And he's got a new book coming out this week called Unlocked. Well, we will be back soon. And I can't thank you enough for listening. I really appreciate all the feedback and uh, the best is yet to come. And have a great week.